Hello, everybody. Welcome to Horror Movie Yearbook. We're not going to dilly-dally tonight, no. Willie. I'm We've Tim. We've got a lot to talk about. I'm Willie. We are going to go right into... We're going to talk about the Scream trailer. I think it's important. We're going to talk about a little bit of what we've been watching lately. Yes. Less important, but still important. Sure. And then we may, if we have time, talk about some Friday the 13th stuff. It's going to be a very Kevin Williamson-heavy... Uh, yeah, it's the Kevin Williamson Renaissance. I was trying to think of this because we have Carpenter's Corner, uh, Kevin's Kevin's crib, Kevin's crib with a K. <laughs> yeah, like, I like that. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, this will be the Kevin's crib episode. There we go. Uh, first up, I want to mention the Game Nerds. They are talking about their most anticipated games of 2023. Excellent. They're also talking about Midnight Suns. Yes, the Marvel game. A little bit horror, a little bit horror kind of. ish. Yeah. Uh, they're talking about that. I also want to mention. Our Patreon, patreon.com backslash Midwest Podnet, because the Game Nerds dropped a side quest, which is mm. their bonus episode, their version of the Tiny Terror, where they talk about something that may be of interest to our listeners, which is The Last of Us, the TV show. Oh, the show. Yes. yes. So I did watch it, but I will defer to them as they are experts. I thought the first episode was good. Uh, yeah, very good. As someone who gave up on the game an hour in. <laughs> You're very happy to watch somebody else play? Because I cannot deal with stealth mode in any game. I'm not a big stealth guy either. I hate it so much. That and vehicle sections tend to suck too. In games that aren't made for vehicles. Okay. Like games where you like have to jump on a jet ski for some reason. Like for like one level. Oh, isn't there a Resident Evil game where you have to jump on some like water? Yeah. Which one is that? Five. Is that five? Well, there's okay. a couple. And they're always a pain in the ass because like... Their focus clearly wasn't on designing that part of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Quick question, though. Before and so, what I was trying to say is, check out their side quest is up yes, now. They are experts it on it. They, um, I know they said they're going to check back in at the end, but they know what they're talking about over there. Yes. But question here: I've heard a lot of complaints recently about the island section of Resident Evil Four. They're talking about fixing that for the remake. What are they talking about? What's the island section? They're talking about the this, the final section of the game where you get to like the island and there's guys with like chain guns shooting at you and stuff. Like where it becomes just full blown ridiculous like action. And, okay, yeah. I don't remember that being poor. No, it's not as good as the rest of it. Right. I think part of it though that people forget is like the, the castle section's too long in that game. Right. It's a little too long and like you're kind of exhausted by the end of it and you're ready to get like. Isn't that a Resident Evil staple, though? There's always, like, one weird level before the final yes. boss where you're just like, come on, I gotta get through this. Pretty much every Resident <laughs> Evil game has that section where you're like, can we can we go now, though? <laughs> like, this has been fun, but we need to get... You know. Village had it, too. Village did have it, yes. I thought the whole factory area was like, all right, let's go. Uh, same thing, yeah, I think Biohazard was similar as well. I thought there was something in Biohazard. Where yeah, like, the, the salt mines. The salt mines, yeah, I'm like, okay. I don't... Like, I know I'm getting to the end. Can we get to the end? Yeah. Um, so there you go. Yeah, check out the Midwest Game Nerds on all of your favorite pod casting yes. services. All right, Willie. I say we have no time to dilly-dally because we have to talk Scream 6. We do. How do you want to do this? Do you want to, like, break down this trailer? <laughs> do you want to just talk about the trailer, just free freeform it? I think we this? should free because okay. I'm not... Okay, if you want a trailer breakdown... I watched a couple of them, so there's I know a lot of them. There are a lot of them out there. I think there's three, three or four important aspects to talk about this trailer. Okay. Like I think I have it broken into kind of like four, kind of key sections of trailer, if the, that makes sense. Okay, perfect. <clears throat> so let's do that. I've also got some quotes from the EW article that came out yesterday. 
Um, I didn't grab the pictures, but there, I mean, the pictures have been floating around. So I'll say this, anybody who doesn't want screen spoilers, I give this warning every time we talk about it. Cause I know yeah. this is a spoiler phobic franchise and I understand. Yes. Uh, I put timestamps in these episodes. So jump to the next timestamp right now. Also, I think that was the only warning I have. Oh, oh, if you haven't seen the trailer yet, we're going to talk about the trailer. So go watch the trailer. There are two versions of the trailer, by the way. There are two versions of the yes. trailer. One. Did you see, did Gal say fuck in your version? No. So and I went, because in the version I watched, I went, they edited out fuck. Do not watch the other version because there's straight up like a, a character dead. In that. Like like a name, a named character, like an actor that has been named in the movie dead. In a shot in the trailer. Interesting. Okay. It's like dead. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm not gonna say who. Yeah. Okay. But it was that. That was the one moment where I went, "Oh fuck!" They spoiled that. <laughs> Interesting because yeah. Now so, you would probably not even notice if you were not paying attention to it, really. Right. You would just kind of see a body, but it's a certain person. So. Interesting because I thought they did a good job last time. A lot of the complaints last time were, oh, they spoiled the whole movie. Like, this person died, this person died. They spoiled it in the trailer. And then you watch the movie and none of those people died. Yeah, the big one for the last movie was there's a shot of, of Amber on fire in the trailer. Oh, that's right, yeah. And people were like, why the fuck would you show that? Like, Because people discerned that it was her right? pretty quickly. So, And then I think there was another shot of Sam when he, she's stabbing Richie at the end. And you could see the sleeve of his arm and you could tell what character she was stabbing. So people were like... You just spoiled that. So there's none of that in this. Do you remember the the fun controversy? This is only like a year or two ago about the uh, flamethrower ghost face. People were freaked out. <laughs> They're like, what is this movie going to be? And I thought it was, I mean, you kind of piece some, it together. Th- there's, there's some borderline controversial stuff in this one. And this time it's clearly not a fake out. So where do you want to start? Where do, which Let's start with the, the bodega. Four, okay, the bodega scene that kicks off the kicks trailer. Kicks off the trailer. Let's talk about the, about the bodega. We've seen some stills from this this scene. Yes, there's been a lot of speculation about like, is this, is that really the ghost face, or is this like somebody in a ghost face costume robbing the store that just so happens to be there in there? No, this is like this is ghost face. Clearly, it's ghost face. Yep. Um, and uh, is wearing the withered mask that I assume belongs to Billy Loomis is the insinuation. I think that was a bill that was Billy Loomis's mask. I think so because but people have pointed to the last one of the last shots in the trailer, which is she's her holding, holding it. it. Melissa Barrera. Kind of with reverence or something. Yeah. And there's also uh which we'll talk about later, there's a moment, uh there's a series of ghost face costumes in a, in in, a, in the ghost face shrine, which we'll get to. And the center one in the glass cabinet is Billy's. It says Billy on the bottom. Like there's, oh, there's a name tag that says Billy. They each have names. And yes, our our tribal chief is represented. Um, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, the bodega scene. So uh, I got to tell you, this is this I this fucking ruled. This is a great. Honestly, you could have just cut up the scene, put it, and made it the trailer. Yes, because it's fantastic. It's phenomenal, and it immediately tells you this is going to be different than the other movies. It is a radio silence movie, very like through and through this time. I certainly feel, and, and they've mentioned, and I think you might have the quote there about how they felt that they had to um, kind of prove themselves that they could do Scream with the last movie. Yeah. And kind of play by the rules a little bit. Um, and this time they're allowed to kind of go crazy with it. Mm-hmm. And they clearly are. Like, yeah. This is nuts. Um, and I love it. I'm that, That's not a complaint. I mean, Ghostface, for one is just right in the open, like, in a store, like, an open, like, killing people, like. Yes. And and then he blows a dude away with a shotgun. 
So he takes the... He one hands a shotgun. And yes. So the bodega owner, like, Ghostface is in there. Bodega over pulls it out and tries... So this is what I got to ask you, though. And I think you may know where I would go because I hinted at this question. There are no dumb questions here. But do you think it's possible? Because Ghostface, he goes to take that shotgun, the bodega owner, and Ghostface vanishes. Like, he is gone. He moves very fast. Very, yes. Yes. And there are a couple other things I'll point to as we talk about this trailer more. Do you think there's going to be any sort of supernatural element here? I don't. Okay. Um, I think it's something that they might play with and, like, hint. You know what I mean? Like, they might have some fun trying to... I don't think it will be. I, I think Ghostface just quite, is moved very quickly out of the way of the... You know what I mean? But it he's definitely... Quite, it looks like got, he, like, puffed into smoke for a second. So, I had the, to, so this one could be an athlete. I'd, like... Well, he's clearly spry. Yes. <laughs> Whoever this is is, like... He can like move. leaping over couches, and like this is not clumsy Ghostface, right? You know, this seems like somebody, and that we're gonna get to that when I talk about who I think this Ghostface is, because somebody a little more withered has been through some shit, we, and we have had plenty of clumsy Ghostfaces in the past, because they're all teenagers. Most of them are quite Most clumsy. <laughs> yes. The yes. least clumsy one was like Roman. Roman, hmm. What about the last movie? Was or the well, one of them was a beast because they pick. Do we have like one of them? Yeah, but they weren't cl- they weren't clumsy. I wouldn't say in the last movie. Oh, you know what? They are towards the end, though, aren't they? Yeah, they're they're more so just kind of not smart people. <laughs> like they're the they dumbest. Kind of they're they're the dumbest ghost faces. Yeah, I would say they're the dumb the dumbest of the ghost faces. Okay, so <laughs> so yeah, we get the shotgun blast, and one of the controversial elements you mentioned was Ghostface with the shotgun using a gun. It rules. It's not like he's running around this whole movie with a shotgun. Let's just start there. And this let's, is. Let's be honest. Ghostface, the killers have used guns in the past. Every, Every single movie. Ghostface, all of them, all nine of them, have held guns. It's just all post-reveal. The difference yep. here is we're getting a Ghostface in costume holding a gun. Right. I think it rules. And I think most of the fan base is pretty cool with it. Um, in the way it goes about it, too, in the trailer is is perfect because, yeah, he is just he's there to kill. Yes. And I love the, you know, the, the girls crawling on broken glass and stuff trying to... Be quiet. That all works for me. All that—that's one thing that Scream Five was definitely missing was um, tension. Oh, the, yeah, the broken glass bit is good. There's not a lot of tension in Scream Five. Um, I there's a couple moments that I, that stand out, but like there's not a lot of chase scenes and a lot of suspense scenes in Scream Five. They have said they're going to up to the chase scenes, and I think you can see a couple of them. Yes. in the trailer, I think you have to in the New York setting. Well, the best exactly, and the best I think the best scene in that fifth movie is the Dewey scene in the hospital. It's really good. Yeah, I think that is my favorite scene in that movie. I like uh, the Chad sequence too. Oh, yeah. With good. the Find My Family app or whatever Yeah, that's it was. good too. That's clever too. So. Um, anyway, so the bodega scene, I think we're both on the same page. This rules. It's good stuff. It immediately, I'm in. Yep. I mean, I was already in, but like, I'm really in. Now. I'm glad we got to see more of it this trailer because, it, and it's also what I want to see from uh, a horror movie in New York, which is them going to places in New York. Bodega. <laughs> yes. Um, a bodega, a sub- the subway. Absolutely. Apartment complexes. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I think we, we need to talk about uh, kind of section two for me. Let's just let's just briefly talk about the subway. It actually shows up at the end of this trailer as opposed to, but yeah. it was, we, we kind of covered this with the teaser trailer. There's not really anything new here, um, but I definitely love, I, I, I still love the subway scene. I love all the, the horror movie characters yes. strewn throughout. I think that's fun. Um, I don't think the real ghost face is on this subway. So not the one that leans into the shot. I don't think that's even the real ghost face. Okay. I think this is this is like a fake out thing, and I think the Mindy thing where she's getting 
slammed against the. I think I don't even think she's with them. I think that's two separate. That's separate. Subway. Okay. I can see a situation where they're running, fleeing from Ghostface or whatever, and the she gets separated from the group and winds up on a different train car than the rest of the group. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because that would be a classic and that's a scream fun, setup. And that's a fun way to play with the different train cars. Yes. yes. So um, we didn't see any. There weren't any new like fun cameos here, right? I think it's Freddy we see a little. Pinhead this time. Oh yeah, Pinhead's in a shot. Yep. That is the Freddy cameo a little clearer in this one because yes. it's kind of like it's not full yep. someone in full Freddy. It's someone in a red and black. Yes, actually, they could be dressed up as the janitor from from Scream One. Scream One. <laughs> um, yeah, we still see uh, you know uh, the Ready or Not costume, and uh, there's a Jason in the background and stuff like that. So I like all that stuff. Anyway, I just wanted to mention the subway scene briefly because I think that's still a, that's a big part of this trailer, even though we've seen most of it. Right. Um, uh, the third section, I want to save the what I think is the best for last. The third section is just kind of any of like the quick cut, smash cut stuff that is on all these trailers, right? Towards the end. There's just a ton of those brief moments. We get a glimpse at um, at uh, Tony Revolori very briefly. We don't get to see him or um, Samara Weaving at with, all. With anybody else. And we don't see them until the end of the trailer in quick cuts. Yes. Now, let me ask you, do you think that's because they get killed early? Yeah. Or do you think they're set up characters for the next movie? I think it's killed early. You think they're the first killer? That's my... Th- not maybe not... If not the... Oh, look, I'll say this. I have read... Uh, no specifics about the opening scene, but I've I, I've heard from somebody who's seen it, I've heard, A, it's totally different than any other opening scene in a Scream movie. It's not a traditional what you think of as an opening scene. Okay. And... And not in the same way that Scream 4 is, where it's really out there and wacky. Um, okay. I, my understanding is the opening the opening kill of this movie is the first 30 minutes of the movie. Interesting. <laughs> that like, okay. Like, the fir- like a third of the movie okay. takes place during and in the immediately following that opening kill. Okay. And I think that, I, I do think that Tony Revolori and um, uh, Samara Weaving. Samara Weaving are both part of that sequence. Okay. Whatever that sequence is. Okay. Interesting. I think this movie just is just going to get going. I really do. I really legitimately think that. Um, and this is me just just spitballing. I legitimately think that the entire group of characters that's going to be a big part of this movie, are going to be part of the opening scene. Everybody. I'm talking about even the leads are going to be part of the opening part scene. Part of the opening scene and it's yes. going to kind of jump Maybe not like forth. a Gale or a Kirby, but like the, the friend group is going to be all part of the... Well, it seems like Kirby's going to come in later because yes. it's been... It wasn't confirmed by this trailer, but it was... Uh, there were there have been pictures... Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but kind of like promo pictures of her and she's a, she's a cop in this. She's a police she's officer. She's a cop or an agent of some sort. Right. Yeah. Right. And I don't know, that was in one of the pictures, not in the trailer, so. Yeah. Um, but she will be, and then Dermot Mulroney is also. A cop. A police officer. And yep, he's so. mentioned in interviews that his daughter was a victim of Ghostface. Interesting. Okay. So I don't know if it's a character from the previous movies or if it's somebody who dies in this movie. So it could be like Samara Weaving and that could be yeah. how his character comes in. Yeah. Towards the end. Okay, one more thing I wanted to ask you on. Is it Tony? Is it Revelori? Revelori. Okay. So he's wearing a shirt. Yes. Um, a four flies on gray velvet. Yep. Sure. And that's Giallo film. Yeah, Argento. And that movie is one of his early 
yes. movies. It's about a rock musician who gets entangled in like a web of murder. And there's there's phone calls from the killer. Right. I believe in the film, if I remember right. Now they um, go out of their way to put that in the shot. Right in the shot. Uh, why do you think? Do you have a theory on why? Do you think one of these characters is a rock musician? <laughs> <laughs> I had to re-Wikipedia the plot of the movie because it's been years. Right. Um, and I didn't I didn't have time to watch it, you know, today. I just watched it a month ago. Yeah. And, uh, I, I had to re-research yeah. it, yeah. Um, I don't, the plots of Jalo movies do not stick with me. <laughs> I think there's a few reasons for it. I think one, I think that from a plot perspective, I think this character is probably a film student. Maybe goes to school with Mindy at Blackmore University. Yep. Um, I think that that's the, that, that's the obvious reason. Um, in terms of like deeper meaning, I think that there's similarities certainly to the plot of Four Flies in Grey Velvet and the Scream franchise. Right. Um, specific to that character, I don't know. Um, <clears throat> I think the biggest thing is probably just that this, just from this trailer, this movie seems like it has a meanness to it. Yeah. That even Scream 5 didn't have. Right. Um, and there's a meanness to Ready or Not, too. That's kind of what I was thinking. There's a gleeful meanness. There's a playfulness yes. to that movie. Yeah. And I'm wondering if maybe, you know, Giallo tend to be a little bit mean. Yep. So I'm wondering if there's a little bit of that influence there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I noticed that there were like these promo pictures of all the characters wiping the knife. I don't know if you saw those. Yes. Um, they're all wearing black gloves. And I was like, it's very Giallo. It's a classic Giallo image is the black gloves. Okay. So So we'll see if this, yeah, maybe that. There might be some influence there. Maybe that will be an influence. Yeah. Okay. I don't know. Just a thought. But uh, we see those characters. We see uh, a couple other characters. It looks like Mindy's has a girlfriend in this movie. It seems like there's a girl that she seems to be that ha- is the out with. yeah the girl the ladder scene bed right or in a bed in no the it's no. the girl that she says to- tells to run like she looks panicked she says run is that the bit in the apartment with complex the where they're going across which looks sweet that looks like a good bit yeah yeah, yeah. um so we see that character we do see a girl in a bed I don't know what she has to do with anything. Okay. Um, she's kind of in like lingerie or something. Not lingerie, but like a like a sleep like a sleepwear. Yeah. yeah. Um, we see some Dermot stuff. It seems to me like there's a couple different spots in the movie where they visit this shrine because there's there's sec- there's parts in, in the trailer in the smash cutting where they're in the shrine and they look like they're like investigating it, and then there's parts where like Dermot's like bloodied in the shrine. Okay. And then there's like the the section in the, in the smash cutting stuff where like. The sisters are like holding, like one of them's holding on the other, but that's in that shrine area. Right. And that looks like finale to me. There were a couple shots in this trailer that look like Very, last 20 minutes of yes. this movie. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I don't tread know. carefully if you yeah, have it. Yeah. So, do you want to talk the shrine now? I think we have to because that, to me, that's, that's, for me, that's the. Yeah. And I'll, I'll circle back to, because I, I took some notes during the trailer, yeah, yeah, but let's sure. talk about the shrine now. The shrine. So, we, um, s- we see it. We, this has been hinted at. We didn't see it in the teaser trailer. No. But this has been, I don't want to say it's been hinted at, but it's been talked about. This has been rumored. Um, and we've talked a little bit about it on the show, which is that there is going to be kind of a shrine to past ghost faces. And uh, is that the yes. pr- plural of ghost faces? Ghost I face- think so. <laughs> ghost faces. Ghost face eye. Um, <laughs> but uh, so we see it in this. And it, it's kind of beautiful. Like this, um, It looks like. What a set. So it looks like when you go to like the Henry Ford. To an exhibit. Yes. It does not look like it's someone sh- like shoddily throwing together. There was some love and care put in there. There was some love and care. So, Which is scarier. 
So yeah, exactly. So so is this a shrine put together by a group of people? Do you think it's a shrine put together by maybe a museum or like? Here's the thing: is I've I've been I've been kind of debating about this. Is like, is this is this some sort of like public museum where people are going, or is this something that the, this killer has collected over time? I don't know. I don't know. It's less believable that uh, one single hu- or even a couple human beings, depending on how many ghost faces we have in this, that they could really be able to get their hands on all this stuff. But then you have to suspend your disbelief to a certain extent and just like revel in how cool it is, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which it is. Um, sometimes with movies too, you just you have to just let yourself go. And so like, okay, well, sometimes you just want to see. It. It's cool. <laughs> like, it's pretty cool. That, that, it is yeah. sweet. <laughs> um, so I, I'm more inclined to think this is like the Ghostface Bat Cave this time around. That they've stumbled upon. I think it's the, I think it's so Ghostface's th- lair. So you think it's the Ghostface in this movie, either the main killer or both killers? Probably the main killer. Like Group he's of the, killers. He's the Brutes one. This seems like one killer this time, doesn't it? Just based on no. The, you don't think so? There's a shot in this trailer oh, of the both sisters. sisters looking in both directions. Ah. It makes me think that there are there's more than one killer and maybe multiple. Maybe it's. Maybe the maybe like the head head ghost face is wearing that aged, and right. then the ghost face who grabs Mindy is not wearing the aged one. So maybe that's a different ghost face. So yeah, so he's so there's one ghost face. So if we're doing the Batman thing, he's like the Batman, the Bruce Wayne, and that he's there's got Robin. His, he's got his Bat family. He's got like Robin and Oracle. I'm down. And I, mean, I, don't want, I don't want six of these people, right? <laughs> but like a few, a three would be sweet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, and now there are some fun Easter eggs. There's a lot in this. I we, wrote, we only saw what technically we've seen like three shots of the shrine. So it has, and we should mention it has all of the different killers. I don't know if you may have mentioned that. All nine ghost face. All nine ghost face costumes. And I can up. say that you can fully, you can see, you see Billy's name clearly in the glass one, the glass case. Uh, you can see Charlie's name, who was Culkin, in four. Okay. His name on one, and you can see Amber's name on one. And then there's a one next to that that has a zipper that pulls down, or that, and that was Roman's because remember Roman had the vest, right? So he could tear away his. So you see Roman's as well, but there's nine of them, so everybody's going to be represented. So some of the other things I wrote down. Yes. Um, there's the theater mask from part two. You can see it, and it is attached to the um, the the sun sculpture that Jerry O'Connell is. St- crucified on that was yep, yep. <laughs> yeah yeah if it's on there yep. so we do we do get shouts out a uh, shout out to two um we have a stage prop yeah a jill's clothing from yeah. scream four mm-hmm. we have a clipboard like a clapboard from uh, stab like I a, think. A, yeah from stab three which is the one they were shooting in in scream three right yes yeah. yep uh, we have Stu's um Robe, party robe. His part, yeah, the the party robe. The, that the is awesome. Robe. Yeah. That is awesome. Did you see uh, what's right next to it? Is that uh, his shirt, Billy's shirt? Yes, but what's right next to that? No, the TV that he gets. The TV, with. yeah, yeah, I had that on here. Yep. <laughs> um, speaking of real quick, speaking of Scream Three, did you see that the fax machine? Is the, it in there? The fax machine that explodes. Amazing. Yeah, it's like half exploded. The fax machine uh, scene in that movie is my favorite part of that movie. It's hilarious. It's really good. Yeah. It's really good. So anyway, this, this fax machine is there. Perfect. I didn't. I didn't catch that. Yeah. yeah the old, I caught the TV, and then the only other thing I caught was um, Tatum's outfit. Yes, is there as well. It's a loud outfit. It's easy to. It's where do. there are some iconic outfits at these. Uh, there really are. Because <laughs> even even like when I saw Jill's outfit, 
You're the like, shirt. Jill. I'm like, that's Jill. Sure. Yep. I remember it. Yeah, it sticks in your head. So good job to the little... wardrobe people. Yeah, amazing. Scream three. Um, okay, so speaking of wardrobe, uh, Mrs. Loomis's suit is there. Yep. Mickey's t-shirt that he's wearing when he gets killed in the end of Scream 2 is there. It's it's next to one of the other ones. I missed that. It's, it's okay. just a dark t-shirt, so it's nothing. But I think we can all assume that if he's got all the killer's wardrobes, it's probably Mickey's t-shirt, I guess. Right. Um, Kenny, the cameraman's baseball hat that he always wore backwards in Scream 1. Oh, fantastic. One, is, is in there. Um, uh, See, these are good Easter eggs. Yeah. Kay- Casey Becker's boyfriend, Steve, the first victim in Scream mm. 1. His Letterman's jacket, and it, it's on a mannequin that's actually... St- taped to a chair just like he was nice um the noose that casey becker was hung from is is in the background um the uh there are copies of the woodsboro books by gal weathers and there there's a um oh there's a woodsboro police officer outfit like a sheriff's outfit one of them i assume it can only be uh dewey's dewey or maybe uh uh anthony anderson oh yeah yeah. Fuck yep. Bruce Willis. Um, <laughs> so that's there. The girl who gets like horribly gutted in Scream 4, her shirt is in there. Okay. The one who gets like... Sliced open in the middle. Out. Yeah. yeah. Um, that one's there. There's like hand drawings of Kirby. Like pencil drawings yeah. of Kirby, which is weird. That was interesting, right? I was thinking maybe those are like Charlie's sketches because he was obsessed with her. That Remember he seemed like he was in love with her? That would have to be... Makes it, sense, right? Yeah, that was kind of what I was thinking because th- those aren't shown in the movie, no. right? I'm thinking that it's something that Kirby's going to see and it's going to freak her out. Like a trigger for yeah. her. Okay. Because um, think about it, Everybody in that room pretty much is going to be triggered by some aspect of the room. Right. Yeah. I was hoping that there'd be some sort of funny scene where like when they see all the robes that like Kirby's like, yeah, that one stabbed me. And then Gal's <laughs> like, that one shot me. <laughs> Well, there is a great line in the trailer where Gail says, like, aren't you like the 10th person who's tried to do this? Is, is, yeah. <laughs> I'm so tired of this shit. Um, um, God, what, uh, there's, I feel like there's a couple others that I'm, I am not mentioning that I wanted to mention, but um, there's a lot of good stuff in this. It's oh, 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 there is a, um, a, a theater seat, like a seat from a movie theater. Is that I can only two? Ass- yes, I can assume that's the one that that's Jada great. Pinkett was sitting in. That's great. It's pretty sweet. <laughs> this... Look, who knows how I'm going to feel about the finished product, but I'll say this. This, and I'm going to offend some fans here. I'm sorry. This is everything I wanted from the next Scream movie. I wanted it to feel different. I wanted it to have a new setting. I'm fucking tired of Woodsboro after 4 and 5. I'm over it. I wanted it to have a different tone and vibe. It definitely does to me. I wanted it to... I didn't... I wanted it to be Sydney light or Sydney less I'm sorry, guys. That's where I'm going to hurt people i just think we need to take a break i'm fine going i'm with you i'm fine going back to city at some point absolutely but i need a break and i'm fine with gail i would like to develop these new characters even more me too um so sorry i'm a fan of sydney as well i it's i I don't this is disregarding the nev campbell stuff i believe she should get paid what she deserves but yeah oh yeah but yeah from a plot perspective i think it's it's good sydney overpowers everything her character overpower it's very much like jamie lee it has it's nothing to do it's very much sigourney weaver and aliens like if she's in the movie the movie has to be about her absolutely or and it should be or it feels like a distraction if it's not like (laughs) and it should be but i need i do need uh, i would i like the new characters enough to watch them have their movie um i also think and this is just Judging by the trailer and just some of the buzz around it too, this is going to make more money. I think this is going to do well. I yeah. think the Dr- Jenna Ortega stuff. I think and, she's blown and up. Scream Five came out like 
during a wave of pandemic. Yes, and I don't. I think that cut into its box office a little. Yes. It still did very well. Yeah, but, it did really well. Um, I think this, and I think the trailers have been good. I think it's coming out. It's coming out at a better. When did Scream? The last Scream. Scream. Last Scream came out in January, January. didn't it? Which is usually a, well, unless you're Megan. Um, or, <laughs> um, Megan's a hit. Megan is. Oh, like it's a phenomenon. I have not seen it yet. It's amazing. Uh, I'll check it out. Um, but uh, yeah, like March is a better time because yes. you're leading into the summer. So People are I, starting to think spring, summer. Yeah. Yeah. It's it, so I think this will do very well. Is my prediction, oh. and I think the trailers have. Yeah, they, they've done it. They've done it justice so far. In my, I mean, mm-hmm. um, the last thing I want to mention too that I wanted from the next screen movie was just like a reverence to the past and not in the way that Scream 5 was where it felt like it was paying tribute to what came before. I don't mean that. I wanted a... What's weird about the Scream movies is they don't acknowledge the events of previous Scream movies very much. Like, yeah. It's kind of strange. Like they, they like say, like I've been through this shit before, but like they don't <laughs> make, ever make references to like past killers or like... There's like it is one of the more continuity heavy horror franchises, but like, but it also kind of almost by default kind of moves on. This one is like we're all in. Oh, I think it is because we haven't had that reset like we have in some of the other franchises. Like a lot of other franchises just do like a hard reset. This hasn't done that. This is acknowledged. This feels like the Fast and the Furious Five, like Fast Five of because we're bringing (laughs) we're bringing Kirby back. We got characters coming back. Kirby would be the Han. Yes. In this yep. scenario, yeah. Yep. And uh, you know we're we're, we're pulling. And Dermot Mulroney is the Hobbs. Absolutely. He's the Dwayne Johnson. He's Absolutely. The Rock. We're pulling from all the old the old films. So, right. Yeah. Yep. A we co- just need Dwayne the cameraman from two to come back. Okay. <laughs> well, no, Joel. I think Joel. Dwayne Dwayne Martin plays. Dwayne him. Martin is his name. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, a couple questions I want to ask you about the trailer. Yes. Do you think Gail's going to get it? No. Okay. You don't. Think I don't she's think they're going to do it. I think that's. It's yeah. It, I think it's that, set up in the trailer, but I'm with I'm kind of with. I'm you. not no. I think we did we just did the Dewey thing. Sydney's Nev Campbell's not in this. I think Killing Gail just feel weird and icky at this point to me personally. If they do it, it's fine. Someone close to Gail's get to get though. Yeah, whoever that is, <laughs> shouldn't have been. Hey, uh, you don't date. I'm sorry. You do not date Gail Weathers. You do not date unless you're gonna move unless like she's got a good book deal and you're gonna move to some secluded island right. away from everybody. Big dummy. Um, but. <laughs> But no, I do not think so. I will say that we uh, we now have what we have four returning characters from five, the twins and then the sisters. Yep. So four, we've got Kirby back and we've got Gal back. So there are six essentially legacy characters or returning characters. Yeah. Okay. You at the bare minimum, one of them is going to be gone. If not, I would. I'm saying probably two. They're not going to let six, five or six of these people walk out of this movie. I think Gail's safe. I think Sam's safe because I think she is legitimately our our final girl. Um, I think I have a hard time buying them killing Kirby. There was such a like such an excitement and such a, like a fan demand for like a decade to bring Kirby back. It would be super mean. Bring her back and then just kill her right away. Unless they really hate Scream Four, which is the possibility because they killed uh, what's her name off pretty quickly. In the- <laughs> I think they just ignore it though if they really yeah. yeah. Well, maybe I don't know. Yeah, they killed her and her son like back to back. Um, <laughs> so I think Kirby's probably and safe. Yeah. And Dewey. Yeah. But um, I think that if I think that. Either of the twins could go, and I think I think I hate to say it, but I think Jenna Ortega could be on that the chopping block too. That would be the big too. shock 
Um, and this one, but she makes it. Judging by the trailer, she makes it pretty far into the movie. She certainly seems third act. Now, are you now? Where are you at percentage wise on the? Um, I can't remember her character's name. It's Melissa Barrera is the actress, right? Sam. Yeah, Sam. Thank you. Yeah. Um, where are you at on the theory that she is actually the killer? Nah, I don't. I, 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 don't I think this it. puts a nail in it. I think it could continue to hint because there is the shot of her holding the bloody mask with bloody hands towards the end of the trailer. I think her entire character arc through however many movies they do, and I, I would, I'm just going to say assume three with this new creative team, mm-hmm. her character arc is going to be coming to terms with her dark side completely. And you know what I'm saying? Like, like because Scream has always been, and it sounds corny, but it's always been about people overcoming trauma. Right. Especially the Sydney character. Yeah, especially as you get yeah, <clears throat> further and further. Well, actually, even in the first movie, it, it is. It is. Because yeah. she's overcoming the trauma of what happened to her mom, really, that entire movie. Right. And, becoming, and like, having to live there. for yes, her. yes, absolutely. And I feel like if you just had Sam turn into her father and grandmother... That's like the antithesis of what the Scream franchise has always been about, in right. my opinion. I don't like that. But who knows? could happen. I think it's more likely that Jenna Ortega is involved in the killings than than, uh, than Sam. Sam. Yeah, that, uh, Tara. Tara, yeah. Is more involved than, than Sam. But I, I, I don't want either one of them to be involved. No, I'm, I'm, okay, with, I'm okay with that. We, I, Okay. I don't need a returning character to be the killer. Like I know that like, a lot of people want that because it would be different. Like I don't need that. So one more question that kind of ties into the killer thing. Do you think we're going to get a killer that lives past this movie? Because it's another theory I've seen banded around past this movie and then... I don't. Okay. I think it's going to be closed off. I do. I I, I, th- I, 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 I I've always liked that idea too. I just I don't think it's going to happen. Okay. I don't think they're going to do a to-be-continued situation. The last thing I want to flip by you here. Yes. Because I'm not giving up on the supernatural element, and you, I know, know, and you know this. I know. Uh, because I, I'm going hey, somewhere You know what with they it. call you people on the internet now? Stuthers. Truthers, is, but Stuthers. Uh, that is absolutely Stuthers. Yes. You're <laughs> that a is me. Um, Blackmore University. I texted you about this earlier. Let's hear about uh, it. This, Tell me. This, this is not an actual... University, right? Okay, I, yeah, I forgot to Google that. It is fictional. Because I Googled Blackmore, because I'm like, Blackmore, Blackmore. Richie Blackmore. Yes. The guitarist. Who, who's Richie Blackmore? I guitarist know uh, from Deep Purple. Yes. Smoke on the Water. If you have ever gone to a high school football game, you've heard Smoke on the Water at least 10 times, because I think that's the first like popular song they teach band members to play, is Smoke on the Water. Oh, yeah, it is. Dun, dun, dun. But. It is. Uh, <laughs> Richie Blackmore was a guitarist, and he was also super into the occult. Mm. Like, that was kind of, that was a thing he was known for, is he was very much into the occult. So, my theory is, we're not dealing with true crime fanatics here. We're dealing with cult members. The okay. cult of Stu. We're finally going back to this okay. idea All that right. Kevin Williamson floated out there, sure. which is that there's a cult, and what they have done here, very much like the cult of Thorn, they are going to resurrect Stu oh. <laughs> in some way, using, uh, like, Blackmore University is built on some sort of Ancient. portal to the other, uh, oh, okay. to the and nether realm. Stu. And they will somehow southern, uh, summon Stu, and they need to be there, because that is where the veil is the thinnest, is Blackmore wow. University. Like um, and that is what the shirt is referring to that is in this Okay. Trailer. Because... He's wearing that shirt. It's named that for a reason. You don't just name something. You don't make up a name without having some. No, there's a reason for it. Yeah. Um. So yeah. No. I mean, hey, 
that's certainly a way to go. I always wanted to see when I was a kid. My what I my hope for Scream Three was that they just said, "Screw it, we're gonna make him into Zombie Jason, but Ghostface." Like he was just going oh. to be Ghostface from yeah. then on. Like that was it. Yeah. Yep. Um. Yeah. I mean, look, I I I don't think they're gonna summon Stu from the Hellgate, but <laughs> but I do think that you might instead of uh, somebody maybe being obsessed with the true crime element, maybe these these this person or these people are wacko enough to think that they can somehow like channel or resurrect these right killers in some way. That's they, they, they probably, think the mask has power or something. That's probably more likely as that we get could some be the case. Nut jobs that are yeah. yeah. I do think you could do some interest you I don't know. There's definitely something now I mean like look in all the of course, I feel like in most of the Scream movie trailers, they definitely try to say like this one's different or this one, but this one does feel when when this when this ghost face says to Gail that I'm something different. That was thank you for bringing that up. I can that was tying into my other uh, that was another aspect of my wild theory is he keeps saying and even the like Paramount official like Instagram account or something made sure to put that line in there like. I am something you've never dealt with before. This is a ghost face you've never you've never dealt with somebody like, like Kirby me says it too in the trailer. She yep. says she says this this ghost face is different. There's something Yeah. So why is that? Is the question. Because he's a shoddy, but What's that? He's a shoddy. Okay. <laughs> Obviously. Fair, fair enough. Fair enough. But even 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 Roger L. Jackson's voice sounds a little different in this. Yeah. But he actually he's he's he always does a slight difference in his ghost faces. Yeah. It's very hard to notice, but he does because he's, uh, I, I I love old Roger. Yeah. Hope we get a chance to meet Roger one day. How was the uh, How was the uh, uh, the uh, cameo? I haven't done it yet. Okay. But I don't know if I you gotta, had re- reached out to him. I got to make that happen. Um, but uh, one more thing I wanted. Yeah. It was a shot from the trailer, and it's like I think we've covered everything now. So we did our own breakdown here. Yeah, we did. But it was a it was the mural of what's your favorite scary movie and oh, the sweet, painting like of Banksy. the ghost. You know, it was Banksy. It also reminded me of uh, Magneto was right. Like the X-Men. Hell yeah. <laughs> graffiti, so Hell there yeah. you go. Uh, there's that Entertainment Weekly article. I, there wasn't a ton in there. Some different set photos. Uh, sure. I had some quotes, but honestly, uh, you kind of covered what I wanted to talk about with that. So I think we can skim that. If you want to read it, there are some good quotes. Yeah, Entertainment sure. Weekly. They they get all the scoops now on certain movies. They do, man. On the bigger horror stuff. So, um, But there were some fun... There were some nice quotes from uh, Hayden Pen- Penitary who... Basically said like she felt kind of left out last time around. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's nice to see her back, and um, I'm glad. I'm glad she's got a little bit more to do. They also released a new poster. I just wanted to touch on that because we liked the other two posters. I did not like this poster as much. No, it's, this it's, is a, it's a poster. This is a poster you put in the um you put in the theater. Yeah, it's in a little marquee in the theater. Yep, and this is the poster. Like it's people, a floating head poster. It's a floating head poster, and I get honestly, I get that there is a mark. I get there's a reason you do that because yeah, you go at. <laughs> You go there, someone goes there, and they go, oh, isn't that Wednesday? Yeah. And they go, oh, maybe I'll check out the Oh, it's screen. Dermot Mulroney. Dermot Mulroney's in this one. Courtney Cox? Yeah. I hope Dermot's the killer. I'm, I'm going to keep throwing that up there. Do you? Okay, that was the last thing I wanted. Do you have... Who's your favorite in the clubhouse for killer? There's there's only two options here. You either go one killer again and make it very singularly focused, and it's that one person that's doing the killing, or you have to do more than two. That's, okay. For me, that's it. You got to do one or the other. More than two killers. Yeah. Right. One or three is kind of where I'm at right now. Okay. If you do three, I almost want one of the three to get killed off like halfway through the movie. Like they kill the ghost face and they, pull the mask off. And uh, like, oh, shit. They haven't done that yet, have no. they? No. Mm. 
That would be interesting. Kevin but, Williamson has also said recently, like this is going to be like a this is different, like it's screen, but it's different than what it's been before. He was, right. he seemed to be pretty glowing in his praise. Recently. They're messing up the for, they're messing with the formula a little bit. Yep. Um, I'm going with Dermot. Whether it it's it, whether or not it's a single killer or it's like a mastermind and a couple of like pupils, I'm gonna go Dermot as the, the as the, the lead ghost. He'd ha- had he's in he's in good shape enough to be like one handing a shotgun and leaping over a couch and stuff. I mean. You know, he can handle it. And Dermot can play crazy. Yeah. Have you seen my best friend's wedding? <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> I have seen my best friend's wedding. Uh, he's not that crazy in that. Cemetery movie. Man himself is in that movie. That's right. Yes. He's my favorite part of that movie. He's, he's wonderful. Movie. My favorite well, part of that. Uh, Morte de l'Amour. Well. Yes. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, Dermot played really good crazy in um, Young Guns, the original Young Guns. I love those Young Guns movies. Oh, yeah. He plays Dirty Steve. <laughs> And he's really good. Dirty Steve yeah. and the boys. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, I'm gonna go with him. I know a Dirty Steve. <laughs> we both do. Yeah. <laughs> um. If there's more than one, uh, it'll be Dermot and a couple of other uh, newbies. Uh, there's the one guy that seems to be hanging around with. There's a couple guys that seem to be hanging around with them, and I'm like, okay, one of you is involved. Yeah. Yeah. I don't trust anybody new. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good way. I mean, so. that's that's how that's what happens as you get older. Yeah, what? Yeah, that's how I feel in life. Yeah. <laughs> what if they go balls to the wall though, and they they go really nuts, and they're like, it's like Mindy and Chad and Tara. What if it's like like three like surviving? three of the surviving? Yes. And they're like, you Once know, again, what? I'm not gonna like Sam. You ruined our lives. I'm not gonna like. I'm not gonna shit on that idea just from here, like because I would. Wait to see it play out, but I don't like the idea. <laughs> no, because there is a very like you do form a connection with these people. You I want, yeah, yeah. You don't want to see all of them, especially yes. like maybe one of them you can live with. I can live with that. Yeah, yeah. What about you? Who's the killer? It's Tony Revolori. <laughs> he's Honestly, wearing that. He's wearing that Argento shirt. So, but they've already done the film student stuff. Yeah, you know who the killer is. It's Stu. You think you're going with Stu? It's Stu. It's Stu. He's not dead. <laughs> okay. If it's not in, Stu. In all seriousness, no, 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 no. In all seriousness, I don't think they're going to bring dead Stu back. Like, I don't think it's going to be like, this is, this is they're the, not gonna re- the reanimated yeah. corpse of Stu. But if they found a way to finagle in a writing-wise writing that, like, Stu's been locked up in they solitary. They have never said he's dead in any of these movies. No. Okay. But no one's ever mentioned him being alive. <laughs> right. So what if... Kirby with her FBI or whatever she is connections is the one who knows that Stu's been alive this whole time. Like, right. I don't know. Okay. But then if he breaks out, wouldn't she just be like, "It's Stu, guys." <laughs> he got out yesterday. Well, that's where the Bat Cave comes in. The Stu Cave. Stu Cave. Yeah, the Stu Cave. Like Stu verse. He is. He's not actually doing the killing. He's sending his Bat family. Out. Oh, okay. He's, okay, he's okay. F- sending his yeah his Robins his Nightwings out to go kill. I legitimately think, and I think it was, I, st- I will forever say it was a missed opportunity in five, in my personal opinion, that you could bring Matthew Lillard back in, like, in, in, in a, some sort of, and make Stu a, an important part of the killer's motive without bringing Stu back alive. Right. Like, Stu was a nut job. Stu left video diaries somewhere. Right. He mentions in Scream 1 that he they want to make a sequel. I'm going to say this. Stu seems like the kind of guy, I've seen his robe, that would keep quite a few videos yes, around he would. that house. Yes, he would. <laughs> yes. 
but seriously, like like yeah. you could you could do it like a, a a Matthew Lillard cameo via like a voice or or video. They record you could do the DH thing. Yeah, I know it's. But if it's grainy VHS footage, the de-aging wouldn't be that big of an issue anyway. They did the de-aging thing it in the movie fine. anyway, yeah. So. I mean, I don't love it, but it looked fine. <laughs> I don't love it in general. Like, it's I, I, weird. There's very few times, like, even the stuff, like, the um, Indiana Jones part, I look good, but, like, it looks weird. It just mm. looks weird to me. <laughs> like, even the stuff that looks good looks unnatural. Because you know it's not right. Yep. There is that, yeah, there is that part of your brain. But you could do, <sighs> you could do it. You could bring Stu back without jumping the shark. Right. So, Yeah. Anything anyway. else? We're at we're no, at forty no. minutes on this trailer. Yeah, we should probably move along. Eh, this is the most in depth that you'll find anywhere. <laughs> it's the best, the best. <laughs> Just wait till we and get to the movie. I think our our Scream Five episode was like three hours is, long. Six is gonna be longer. I bet. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> there's gonna be so many references to Roman Bridger. <laughs> we're gonna have to talk about him. <laughs> and you don't want to get us started on talking about Roman Bridger. What's a, what would be if you're a Stuther? Yeah. What's a Roman Bridger is alive conspiracy theorist called? Just a Bridger? Like, just keep it Bridger? I'm really blanking a on Bruther? anything other than Truth or a QAnon yeah. um, right now as far as conspiracy theorists goes. I know there's probably a hundred other names yeah. for a conspiracy. A Romanon. <laughs> I'm a Romanon. Romanon. <laughs> I'm a Romanon and you're a Stuther. Uh Anyway. The Stooth is out there. <laughs> yes, it is. Speaking of Kevin Williamson. Uh, yes. We watched a new Kevin Williamson movie. We did. He co-wrote this movie with Caitlin Crabb, was the other writer okay. on this. And I'm bringing her up because the only other credit she has on IMDb, because I checked it out, she is his. she's an assistant, and I believe she's an assistant to... No, I don't want to say that for sure. She's an assistant on Scream 5. Oh sweet! She was in a script, but that's it. Like she has no other credits, um, and then directed by John Hyams. John Hyams uh, is a director that I really like, and I think you like too because uh, you you're a big Black Summer fan, right? Yeah, Black Summer's great. Yeah, Black Summer's great, and he does he directs a lot of those episodes. Sweet. He also did the newer Universal Soldier movies that I really liked, uh, Regeneration and Day of Reckoning. Okay, I, I never saw those, but yeah, um, he's done a couple John Claude because he did Dragon Eyes as well. I like John Hyams. He's mo- been Mainly, other than Black Summer, he's been mainly kind of a B-level action director. Sure. But he has a style, and I think that style is seen... The style, the Black Summer thing totally makes sense. In this movie? Yeah. Yes, because... So I've seen... So we both saw this, and I'm, we'll get into a little bit of spoilers. It's that shaky cam. It's the shaky cam. The, it's like this hyperkinetic, like... Those hard close-ups. Yeah. And those long takes, too. Long takes into, like... Bam! Edits. Yes. Um. And or long takes into just like an explosion of like violence. And his action is super frenetic, but like also, yeah. but also clear. He shoots it with never clarity. Feels the because ca- the camera's not wonky. It's the camera's not shaking and stuff. It's, it's not just yeah. The action is moving at a pace where like a real pace. Like it's not it doesn't feel choreographed. It feels like an actual like, like fight. Something, yeah. There's a, yeah. there's a. a a sense of realism to everything he's done. Yeah, and yeah. it's not like that, like the green grass ripoffs that kind of came out around the Bourne stuff, yeah. where green grass always tried to shoot everything up close in those Bourne movies, and then yeah. you get a lot of like that became the fad for a while. And for a while, I'm like, yeah, you guys aren't doing like you're not doing this well. This is just bad. This is badly shot action. <laughs> like, right. So anyway, I yeah. So what did you think of the, this movie? Is on Peacock now. Um, yes. I think it, it ran some festivals last year. I was surprised to see it. Um, I was excited to see it. 
yeah, pop up there because I'm a big Kevin. Came Williams out on Friday fan. the 13th. That's fun. Came, it's it, it's kind of well, other than Megan, it, this is the one of the first big horror movie releases, I guess, of the, the year. year so yeah. far. Because January is usually kind of a slow month anyway. Mm-hmm. It is. But yeah. um, what did you think of this movie? Sick. I liked it. Yeah, I liked it. I'm always a little skeptical when I. I was a, a little bit skeptical when I was like, oh, God, we're doing the, a, a pandemic slasher movie. Like, ugh, ugh, all right. Um, and then I saw Kevin Williamson was involved, and they go, okay, he'll have fun with that. And he does. Um, if anybody can nail, like, uh, making a movie that feels of its time, but also making a movie that I think I could watch 10 years from now, or like Josie could watch when she's old enough, and like she still wouldn't lose anything from not having remembered much of the pandemic stuff. Right. Williamson can write. <laughs> it's that. Fu- it's funny too. Like, there's even stuff I forgot. Like, because your brain doesn't it remembers spraying certain things vegetables about it. and stuff, and you... wiping down all your groceries and stuff. <laughs> yep, it's funny, isn't it? Yeah, I, it, this movie does a great job of capturing the feeling of going into the grocery store for the first Very time. Very good job. It's it, cuz I'm like, oh, well, and it's just as tense a se- section as the rest of the movie. Yes. <laughs> Here's what's funny. This is real quick. Sorry. Uh, I interrupted you, but No, you're good. You're real good. quick about I thought we were going to get bombarded with pandemic movies and we really haven't gotten a ton of them. I just think people are I think people and I think people are but I still like sometimes I've sitting there and like uh, like you'll be watching like network TV shows and they don't even mention it. I'm like, hey, we could like we could mention there was a pandemic. Sometimes they do, and then sometimes like they make it an actual part of the plot. Yeah, <laughs> and I feel like there's ne- there's never been like a middle ground. No, because like, like I don't want to like I don't want to spend like ten weeks of a show I like watching them live through the pandemic. Like, right. But if you want to do a couple episodes in a row of like this is during the pandemic, cool. That's or fine. like maybe like they go into a bank and they got to put a mask on. That's fine. <laughs> but, but most of these shows just are just like, never happened in this yeah, universe. Nah. And it actually makes me feel worse. I'm like, where are they at? Like, yeah. what part of the multiverse Fuck are they these in? guys. <laughs> anyway. I got, I got Magnum, I got Jay Hernandez, Magnum P.I. running around Hawaii, no mask on at his restaurant. I'm like, hey, buddy, yeah. you already live in Hawaii. Why don't Yo, you go? What the hell? <laughs> bullshit. Anyway, back to the movie. Um, I was skeptical for a minute, yeah, I, but I... um. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I thought the writing was sharp. I love the dialogue. You know, you don't get a ton of, like, necessarily character development from the characters we have here, but, like, you get enough to get an idea of what their personalities are like and their inner relationships are like, and I think that's really cool. Um, I think the performances are all strong. I think the score is really good, really creepy and cool and subtle. Um, I love the house they shot this in. Great, isn't it? Awesome, fantastic great setting for a slasher movie um i just i I really enjoy it was it was really a lot of fun and it's lean too it's like 180 minutes yeah yeah like an hour and 18 minutes without credits perfect (laughs) for for a slasher movie absolutely thank you you don't get even the great a lot of the great slasher movies from like the heyday of like the 80s like the pacing out of it is horrible. Terrible. Like, horrible. This this Oh, this flies, yeah. It flies, yeah. The action is just like the 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 chase sequences and really the movie's almost like a forty five minute chase sequence in a lot of ways. The it never lets up once it gets going and it never gets boring. Right. Not once during the chase sequence, and like I said, it, it is the majority of the movie. Not once did I go, Okay, let's move along. I felt constantly unsure of what was going to happen next, who was going to survive, who was going to die, so on and so forth. 
it just it was really cool and intense and uh the motive was a lot of fun and i i, I pegged I wanna, it i pegged it yeah i didn't peg the exact beats of what why specifically these people were being targeted but i knew it would be pandemic related and i had a feeling of what side it was going to f- lean on does yeah. that make sense but what i love about this is this and this is to, this is probably who knows it could be either writers doing but this feels like kevin williamson to me as i know his writing more um that like he doesn't let anybody off the hook in this movie and i love that it is a it, like when you sit down and well i guess we'll skirt around spoilers here. i, I don't want to say if you are yeah. afraid yeah we won't come out and say it but it is a morally kind of gray area that they start to dive into towards the end because nobody's really right with what happened here. <laughs> well, and then what I love about that is like, <laughs> everybody would kind of fucked up during the pandemic anyway, on one side or the other. Like, like it, it. Yeah. I mean, there were certainly right ways to do things and wrong ways to do things. I think that some people would agree, but like, well, th- this movie shows you like, like stuff, Stuff we did, the stuff you do that was like the right thing to do, and then stuff you did that like really did not matter. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> like like sanitizing your, like wiping down your fruit. It it <laughs> it does a good job of of not of of, of skewering everybody, <laughs> humanity basically. Right, um, and it was fun. Yeah, but so yeah, but what you're going along with, I wanted to jump on yeah. there a little bit. I'm trying to phrase this without yeah spoiling too it's much. Tricky, here. right? There's uh, Williamson. Kevin Williamson is a he's a student of those old slasher movies, those eighty slashers movies, and we talk about it all the time when we watch those. Is there's a strict kind of conservative morality to them in yes. that you don't drink, you don't do drugs. It, he lampoons it in Scream, yes, but it's there in those early movies. Like it's there, absolutely. Uh, you do those things, and you put yourself at a higher risk of absolutely. Dying. Yep. This movie plays with that. In a very like 35, 36 minutes of the movie, I'm like, hey, is this going? Is the pandemic going to play a role in this? And then it does. Yeah. And I went, oh, this is really clever. This is kind of, this is yeah. really funny, really clever. And like I said, it, it toys around with that kind of <laughs> because we do have some moralizers out there these days. Yeah. <laughs> and the thing is, a lot of people throw stones in glass houses, much like certain characters in these movies, because the person that they are avenging <laughs> boy i am really skirting it uh, he wasn't exactly in the right either like yeah he was there too absolutely and i think it's important to remember some of this takes place in a basement yeah. where this thing went down because in a lot of ways people were people are going to be people they're going to socialize. They're going to, especially teenagers. They're going to drink. I was just going to say, and 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 one thing that the you know I heard a lot of people saying like, wow, they they made this lead character very unsympathetic, and I'm like, she the character she's playing it like a 19 year old like 20 year old kid like it's the same idea as those 19. Well, I guess the final girls usually did not partake in the drinking and the no, drugs. but we're past that. Yes, you know we've we, yeah. But yeah. she was like, I'm with you. She's 19, 20 years old. She's going to college. Like these kids, they're going to they do want these to live. things. They're going to do these things. Uh, and unless right you wrong. present them with a safe option, what they're going to do is, is go into a basement and do these things where it's much less safe. Yep. <laughs> so yep, I thought it was it's very true. doesn't make it okay, but I thought it was clever and it kind of took me by surprise a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, I didn't expect that 100% from the movie. Right. Yeah. I do want to say, yeah, we talked about the moral. The last thing I wanted to mention, too, and we talked about a little bit in the beginning, is it does feel like a Kevin Williamson written movie. I sure. saw some people say it feels more like a John Hyams. I read a couple of reviews that said it feels more John Hyams, and I, re- I listened to somebody that it's like, oh, it feels like Kevin Williamson. I think it's a nice mix of those the two. The writing feels Kevin Williamson to me. The The direction and, and the 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 look and the the style is is Hyams though. Yes. Like I haven't seen a ton of his stuff, but I've seen enough to very much. Yeah. If you've seen if you've seen a season of yeah Black yes. Summer, you've you've seen that's pretty much and now this too. That's yeah. pretty much how he does. It's it. a good blend though. You're right. It is. It's a nice mix, and I don't think he's had. Uh, he's done a lot of TV work recently, Williamson. Yes. What was I? I mean, he was very involved in all the Vampire Diaries stuff for a long time. Uh, so. Vampire Diaries. That was what I watched. I haven't seen a ton. Uh, so he's credited a writer as Scream Four, but uh, correct me if I'm wrong. That was more characters based on based yeah. on characters. Yeah. Um. So this might be his first feature length film since Cursed. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Because yeah, most of the stuff he's done is. Vampire Diaries, Stalker, The Following, Tell Me a Story. I've only seen Vampire... I like the first couple seasons of Vampire Diaries, actually. Yeah. But even that was... He wrote... He kind of got it off the ground. He was kind of like the showrunner. The first season of Following is really good. That I think I remember you telling me that. Yeah. So. Everything after it gets ridiculous. But the funny thing is the first season of Following is a retooled... Is just his Scream 3... Right. Script retooled. That's that's yeah, right. That's all it is. It's that was the idea. So he took he, the concept and uh, yeah, I don't think he's had a great because even Curse is not West at its peak. I don't think he's had a great mix like a great. I think this is a nice balance, director and writer. I think they're yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I think it really works. Uh, if you know, look, if for some reason, so I, I hope it doesn't happen because I I've really, I you know I I enjoyed Scream Five and I am enjoying what I see from Six. If for some reason Radio Silence didn't come back for another Scream movie. Hyams might not be the worst person in the world. Uh, you'd get a different vibe from it and a different, you know. For sure. So, Anything else you've been watching? Anything else to say about Sick before we move on? No, I enjoyed it. I- Anything else you've been watching you want to Yeah, I watched about? Fresh on Hulu. Oh, yeah, the Hulu movie, yes. I enjoyed Fresh. Sebastian Stan is a gem in that movie. What is- he's really good. He's wonderful. I think he kind of, because I've heard some people, I really liked that movie. Yeah. I talked a little bit about it on the honor roll, and I really liked it. I think a lot of it may have been Stan's performance. He's very good. Yeah. Yeah, I actually, I like both. Both leads, yeah. They have to. They have to do a lot of heavy lifting. A lot. Um, I do think the end, the the last, like the the grand, the finale, the climax of the movie is is probably way too busy. But there's too many elements being thrown at you. But overall, I enjoyed it. And then I watched uh, Nope. Finally, saw Nope. You saw Nope, and you saw Barbarian too. And Barbarian, yeah, yeah. Barbarian. Barbarian, so Barbarian was you, sweet. What do you think of those two movies? Uh, Barbarian's great. Uh, nothing lives up to the first forty minutes, though. That's it's fair. it's barbarian's great and i yeah. had a ton of fun all the way throughout but but the first like 40 minutes or so is so tension filled and yeah. so so good it's, it's, that nothing that comes after could ever live up to what you're building up in your mind it's clever too because it uses your expectations with like old school horror movies to kind of throw you in some ways and it uses your expectations of human beings in general and <laughs> it uses your expectations of the performers yep. and their past work and the uh the city they're in. Yes. Yeah. So it plays um, with that a lot. Once we, I don't want to say too much because I, I, I bet a lot of people haven't seen it yet. But like, once we, we, there's a very, there's a very jarring shift partway through the movie. Once the shift happens, I'm still into it, but I'm not as into it. Right. I still enjoyed it, but overall, I was like, okay, this is fun. Um, nope. I like Nope quite a bit. Um, another one where it, 
I, I think for me it's I'd have to rewatch Us because I have only seen it once. I think this might be for me the like I, I like all three movies. Yeah, I think it's the weakest for me of the three. Okay, um, but I had to rewatch Us to say for sure. Get Out is still I think as that's like yeah I've got Nope two and then I've got Us three and that could be where I wind up. Yeah, uh, Nope is very good. I do want to say I saw Nope in the theater and I think like I uh, thought about this a little bit too I think it benefited a lot sure like this is one of the movies that benefited yeah. a lot from a theatrical experience I believe me. that yeah Nope is very good I, I, I did enjoy it I, I, something missing there for me I don't know what it was I just there was something that I I, I can't even put my finger on it. I just felt a little bit hollow at the end of it I was like nothing right I don't know what it was I can't sometimes you watch a movie and you just go god there's just what it was that that I needed from that that I didn't quite get, but I, I mean it, it's phenomenally well made, and some really cool tense, really really awesome tense sequences with the with Jean Jacket, but um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, and cool. the Gordy stuff is insane. <laughs> I remember I, Joe texted me. He's like, I could not. Get, he was watching Nope at home. He's like, I could not get into it. I had to shut it off. And I go, Joe, get to the uh, get to the Gordy part. And I go, you'll know what I'm talking about when you get to that moment. And then he watched it. Like, he texted me after he got off a flight. He watched the rest of it on a flight. He's like, you're right. <laughs> like, what's, he's like, the Gordy part. The Gordy stuff is insane. Yeah. It's, that's based on a true. Like, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Loosely. <laughs> but yeah, terrifying stuff. And the story he tells, the way he tells the story too, Stephen, uh, Stephen Young. Yeah. Yeah. He's, like, oh, it's crushing it. <laughs> it's, it's, he's so good. Yes. He's so good. Um, I almost, I was a little bummed when his character is not a part of the story anymore. That's fair. He's yeah. so good. Yeah. Like you just want more of him. I mean, it makes total sense. I actually, Kiki Palmer is terrific in that movie too. She's wonderful. She's yeah. so obnoxious, <laughs> but like in the best way. Right. Like, like that. Like I love her in that right. movie. Yeah. Everybody's great. Wincott. <laughs> come on. He's really funny in that movie. He just wants to die. <laughs> it's so sweet. Uh, excellent. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, so a couple things I want to talk about real quick. Yes. And they will be very quick. I watched The Menu, and this was a movie. I How was that? Playing catch up. I would classify this more as a dark comedy yeah, than I a don't horror think movie. Yeah, a horror movie, yeah. Um, From what I've heard. Performances, phenomenal yeah. across the board. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Nicholas Holt in this movie. I've heard he's amazing. Oh, my God, is yeah. he good in this movie. Ray Fiennes also. Well, I mean, like, it's Ray Fiennes. It's Ray Fiennes. If Ray Fiennes was bad, then I would like make a remark on it, because that's noteworthy, but he's never bad in anything. No. <laughs> so, performances across the board. I So, I think how you feel... I liked this movie. I think how you feel on this depends on your opinion of the last 30 minutes of this movie. Okay. Because Nick... Um, fellow fellow Midwest podcast network member was on our Discord talking about how much he loved. I was reading how much he loved the last thirty minutes, and I know a lot of people did. I did not like the last thirty minutes of this oh. movie. Um, the Hubert stopped working for me. I thought it got too cute. I got too, thought it got too precious. There's some like there's some text based jokes in it where I kind of rolled my eyes. There's okay. stuff involving a burger that I kind of found obvious and condescending in a way. Um, it all depends on, but I think that is, but a lot of that is based on, a lot of that is subjective because it's humor. So it was yeah. just, it was humor that didn't work to, for me. And but it clearly worked for other people. So. It clearly worked for other people. It undercut the tension for me though too, because it was building some tension and then it all kind of let out and I went, okay, I know I can see where this is going. It just, yeah. I thought it got a little obvious, but 
Um, I do know, and Nick's not alone. I know some other people really loved it too. So I think it's it's divisive in the right way. And so, but I cool. did like it. I did like it. It's definitely worth a watch. Yellow Jackets. I have been watching the oh, show. Yeah, Yellow it's a Showtime Jackets. show, right? I am about halfway through. I will check back in when I'm done with it, which will probably be this weekend because it is right up my alley. It's sweet, right? I love the show. Okay, because so, I've been wanting to watch it. So if you if you have any, so this is like. You like Lord of the Flies, right? It's my favorite book of all time. This is very Lord of the Flies-esque. It's very Lost-esque. I might, I'm halfway through, I might put it closer in the Lost camp in some hey, ways. And I know you like name. Lost as well, and I, I like Lost as well. Um, there's also a little bit of It. There's also a little bit of, is it Now and Then, the old Christina Ricci? Love that movie. <laughs> this is all Man, those, you're ringing all my... And it's got a ton of, it's got a killer 90s soundtrack. Like, it's got like, it's got Montel Jordan song. It's got uh. um, the lead singer, the person who does the score how do you watch this though it's on showtime so i will say this you gotta pay for showtime then you would have to pay i think it's worth the month if you can actually find a free trial binge it in a weekend i think it's a binge worthy show the other thing too because i have showtime look for this and if you're someone who is on the fence paramount plus was offering an add-on to showtime for only like two dollars extra a month and with ads but it's it's the Paramount Plus with that, so it's like five dollars anyway, and then two dollars per month. But I was thinking about getting Paramount Plus for something. I don't remember what it was. So it's not. But that's the thing. It's not on Paramount Plus. You have to add on Showtime. Okay. So, but if All they right. the, so they may still have that deal going. I don't know. That's how I had it, and it's and I thought it would revert back to like more expensive pricing. It has not yet. So I'm going with it. No one's noticed. Nobody is. This is one of those things like there's one streaming service I have that I'm 99% sure I'm not being charged for anymore. I think they've forgotten about Don't it. Don't say it out loud. Because they threw it in my, they threw it in my cell phone package. Like it was one of those things that came out with a cell phone package and I still have never seen it. That's sick. Anyway, but like the soundtrack is full of like 90s alternative, Mazzy Star. Um, oh. The score is done by the lead singer of or, um, that dog, which is kind of like a, uh, a '90s alternative band, female-led band, mm. um, similar to like Weezer, okay, um, like that mid '90s Weezer, yeah. Um, so a lot of really cool. Uh, that sounds rad. Tracy Bottom, a, a lot of really cool music. Um, it's it's one of those like I'm looking forward to the next song they choose as they go through. Awesome. Um, but gr- season two is that is coming up uh, in March. That's yeah. part of the reason that prompted me to finally get around to watching it. Oh, it's been on my list for a long time now. Yeah, yeah, I do think you would really like it. So that is um that is it now. We got a few. Let's do this real quick. Yes, we have a few minutes left. We had talked about it briefly. Talk about yeah, Kevin Williamson. Yes, is okay. So this was at. <laughs> Where was some sort at? of film some festival. sort of film festival or screening? No, no, no it was a screening of Friday the 13th Part Three. Larry Zerner was there, <laughs> and course. a bunch of other, of, of course, course. The, the great Larry Zerner. Basically, it came uh, out it is a screening in 3D, I believe, of Friday the 13th Part Three. So Brian Fuller, okay, yeah, here's was the bloody, in attendance. This is the bloody disgusting yes. article. Brian Fuller provided an exciting update on the project, announcing that Kevin Williamson will be writing an episode. Of, additionally, and I think this is very interesting as well. I know you have a theory about it. I do. Additionally, original final girl Adrian King will have a recurring role. Yes. Um, they, they said they start writing in two weeks. Now it's probably a week. But your thoughts on all of this? I love the start writing in two weeks thing. Like, why don't you just start writing now? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like, do you think maybe they have the, a deadline for uh, write? Like, uh, just write. Do you think maybe there's a payment? Oh, I would imagine they get paid. But, I'm sure. Yeah. So I'm okay. Sure. I'm just joking. But. What is? I want to know what your theory is because you said you had a theory on Adrian. Case yes, being I do. Because I was like racking my brain about this, and I'm like, is it just gonna be like a gratuitous throw Adrian King in there because she's like a 
you know, uh, such an important part of the franchise. But they said recurring role, and I go, okay, she's playing a character here. What is she doing? And the more I thought about it, the more I went, okay, this show has been described a few ways, a little confusingly in a few ways, uh, but it's mostly, it seems like it's going to follow uh, events that lead into the original Friday the 13th and that, and I guess even post. Right. It sounds like. I think that Adrian King is playing an adult Alice. You do? Now okay. you might go, whoa, but Alice died in Friday the 13th Part 2. What are you talking about? She's dead. <laughs> to that I say, I think there will be a younger actress playing Alice, and I think Adrian King is going to be part of modern time setting like like she I think they're going to they're going to change up the timeline here in the term in terms that Alice is the survivor of the original Mrs. Voorhees killings she's either narrating the story essentially or talking to a therapist or something telling somebody the story of what happened to Pamela Voorhees yeah and then I think the first season is going to end with her returning to Crystal Lake to face her demons and then we hint at Jason being there. Okay. That's what I think. Okay. So I think they're just they're essentially changing the timeline of Alice doesn't go back to Crystal Lake like what is it? A month or th- two after. Right. I think she goes back years later. And that's when Jason shows up like I'm going to get you. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he says too. Yes. He says I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. Okay, I like that. I or killing was- start again in Crystal Lake because Jason's back and she goes back to I kind of thought it was just going to be a fun cameo, but you're right. The, recurring. Uh, recurring role says something, and Adrian King said something, too. Like, they made sure to announce that, too. It's not like Why, a fun yeah. cameo that came together last minute. Doesn't they seem... seem to have this in mind. They haven't even started writing it yet, apparently, and they have her in mind for something. So she's involved in the pitch, I would assume. I would think. Yeah. Okay. That's my thought. I'm going along with that. Any thoughts on the Kevin Williamson? Do you think this is going to be like a special episode? You think he's just ready? You think this is just throw your name on it? The, Kevin Williamson still has a very, I think, a very distinct style. You well, can, he's a huge that's, Pamela I mean, Voorhees fan. Yes. And <laughs> Brian Fuller is a huge Pamela Voorhees fan. Right. Uh, Kevin Williamson's a gay man, yes. Yeah. I believe Brian Fuller is as well. I believe so, yeah. Yes. So, that, so hey, yeah. there's, a, there's a connection between a, gay men and <laughs> Pamela, Pamela Voorhees. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. What what that is, I don't know. No. But I appreciate it, and <laughs> yeah. I like it. And uh, so I think the two maybe just bonded over their mutual love of Pamela Voorhees. And he said, hey, you want to come? Do you, you want to write an episode? Do you want to write some Pamela? And he's like, yes. <laughs> I basically didn't scream too, but I'll do it again. So do you think his episode, what What do you think his episode going to be? Do you think it's going to be more of a standalone episode, or do you think it's going to just... I think it'll just be an episode. I do too. But yeah. I think, I, yeah, I think it'll be an episode. I, I don't think he... I, Kevin Williamson never seemed to be like for a guy who like was the writer, like TV and movies for like half a decade of like just consistent hit after hit. Right. Um, he never seems to be somebody who has like a big ego about themselves. I think he's really great. Yeah. <laughs> like I like Kevin Williamson a lot. He's very under the radar. He does yeah. his own thing. He's very humble. He's he's always he's always complimentary to everybody. Yes. Um, even when he has had negative experiences, like on Scream 3 and stuff, he's never been outright, like, dickish about it, or, like, he's said, like, I left because I wasn't happy. Right. You know, like, that. that but he's never, he's always been, he doesn't seem to me the type that feel would feel the need to be like, this needs to be a Kevin William, Williamson episode. You know what I mean? Like, 
Well, there's that Tarantino episode of. Well, that, that's even that's just Tarantino has such an overwhelming style too. Like I there's that Tarantino get, yeah. episode of CSI uh, that I'm thinking of yeah. too. What, that is very you're like, oh, this is a Quentin Tarantino. Yeah, I think Williamson can blend in to whatever they're doing. I think too. he's more adaptable than certainly a Tarantino would be. But right, I think he's he's yeah, I think he's phenomenally talented. I think that um, I'm happy to see Kevin Poppin back up again. I like the guy. I think he's so talented. Yeah, you know, and I mean he's. Uh, and I like the way he's. Yeah. I like the way he's uh, done the recent worked on the recent screen movies, which is kind of like. I mean, he's kind of a stand-in for Wes in a lot of ways too. He's kind of like the he's the overseer, and so like they've seen to have bounced stuff off of him before. Yeah, in the same way, I think you need some of those. You need like a, like a Courtney Cox on set. I think it's important right. to have somebody a connection to. It's somebody, kind of like the Carpenter thing with the new Halloween. Yeah, it's 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 a nod to fans and also to the creators and to the originals to bring those people back. I think it's important. Yeah, I, I really do. I think that's that's if you're going to do the like a sequel thing, I think having somebody behind the scenes that was involved in the whatever you're sequelizing i think that's important too so yeah very cool yes all right that's all i wanted to talk about today excellent um horror movie yearbook at gmail.com horror movie yearbook on facebook instagram youtube at hm yearbook on the twitter that's it right that's all the social media we're on yes uh let us know who your favorite ghost face is and why it's roman bridger <laughs> Unless you have anything for next time, you want to just see what happens in the next two weeks. Let's Unless you're like burning on something. No, let's see what happens. I kind of like these episodes too. They're fun. Yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's, it's very enjoyable. Just bullshitting. I think we got another bullshit episode in us. Something will pop up. Yeah, and uh, then we can maybe pick we'll a try movie to make in. it different. We won't just be scream because we've got a. We're probably gonna talk about scream here in a month or two. Yeah, I don't think we're gonna. Yeah, I don't think you'll hear from us regarding scream in any length until the movie comes out at this point. I don't know that I'm going to watch any more stuff. We may do like... I think I'm good. I remember last year we did one... We might do... I think we might do one final segment where we go, all right, here's the killer. Here's who survives. Here... We could do a tiny terror, I think. Yeah. Right or, before the or, movie or, comes out. Yes. And just, just, just to last Lay minute... Lay our bets. Here, here it is. And then, yeah. I But we hate for you guys to think we are the Scream podcast. Right. Cause, but you know what? We, we like Scream, so... Yeah. <laughs> Excellent. Whatever. Well, thank you, everybody, for listening. We'll see you next time.